1: ny or text hope ny in new york
0: to see the hang-ups we have today Ooh. we need to
1: Welcome in to episode 168 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Justice Dental. Visit one of their two Lexington locations by scheduling an appointment online or by calling 859 859- Five four three zero seven zero zero. Exciting news to announce today for our listeners. They are offering 20% off any whitening treatment to all Sources Say podcast listeners during our coverage this postseason. Go to justizdental.com slash sources say to book your appointment today, or you can click the link in our show show notes. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, Sean Smith. We are sitting on Press Row in Amelie Arena at the SEC tournament after uh, two years it's been since we've had a little bit of normalcy here at the SEC tournament. We are now front row waiting for Tennessee versus Mississippi State in the headliner before Kentucky takes on the Vanderbilt Commodores. What an awesome weekend, Sean. First off, how the heck are you? I am fantastic, Jack. How are
2: you? I couldn't be any better, Sean. Man, this it, is, it uh, feels good to say that in person at the SEC tournament fans in the building I mean I'm sitting here looking at a live camera feed from ESPN and there are people gathered outside the arena just waiting for these doors to open it's been a long time coming for this again I mean we have been waiting it feels like two years of all that pain all that
1: suffering has built up to this one moment that we finally gotten this we're back in person you know, no masks, everybody's back to normal. It, it feels like real life basketball again. And we are here. We've had an incredible games so far. We've gotten some uh, some upsets, some overtime uh, contests. We just got a major upset with uh, Auburn going down earlier today. Sean, it's been one heck of a, of a start to this weekend. And as it's really set up uh, quite a matchup this, after, this evening uh, for Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. Uh, I, I believe a one seed is very much in line now. Uh, based on how things earlier in the event, uh, we saw Baylor lose last night, how everything else has unfolded leading up to this event. Uh, it, it, it really feels like Kentucky is now in control of its own destiny for a number one seed uh, in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, the, the last month or so, no teams have really put a stranglehold on that one seed other than Gonzaga. Arizona, you think, is to that point now. Uh, you entered the weekend with Kansas and Baylor both there. Baylor's still on Lenardi's top line, but that Auburn loss and that Baylor loss last night, it has opened a clear path for Kentucky to claim a number one seed. And for the first time, you know, John Calipari talked last week about this tournament being playing for seeding. I don't think I've ever heard him say that. Yeah. He's never said we're coming to the SEC tournament to play for seeding. It's always been to play for the fans. There actually is a lot to play for this weekend. This Tennessee team that we're about to, t- uh, to watch play here, they're playing for a lot. Can they climb to a two? This is a big weekend weekend sets up what's going to happen next weekend but Kentucky is certainly in play for a one seed and I've been saying this for about a month now Jack we're going to look up on selection Sunday and Kentucky's going to be near the top in quad one victories they're at nine they're not going to get one tonight get a quad two but Arkansas advanced if they beat Texas A&M Tennessee still in this tournament you could look up and see Kentucky with 11 quad one victories if they win this tournament that would be the most in college basketball. I mean, the, the resume speaks for itself, but I do want to go back to that note that you talked about
1: with John Calipari really advocating for his conference for uh, a lot of a lot of bids in in this tournament and I think it's deserved and I think the the reason why his tone has changed so much in terms of this being uh, an important weekend for seeding is because there's just better SEC teams and the, the the growth of this conference is just unprecedented the way uh, that these I mean we just saw the, you know Arkansas versus LSU is you know those are the two middle of the pack teams and those are two very high quality teams uh, in the SEC you yeah, I mean you 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 just look, you know, South Carolina's a a strong team. They got knocked out. They get upset. It's just a lot of uh, people kind of eating each other in this conference with, uh, you know, now that Auburn's out, it feels like uh, Kentucky is in control of its destiny for an SEC title. But really... I think it opens the door for a lot uh, of, of chaos on Selection Sunday for teams that, that you know, we just talked about. Is, is Texas A&M on the cusp of yep. making it? Uh, they're, I think in the Joe Lunardi's latest update, they are the next four out. So they're right on the cusp of but they just upset Auburn. Maybe uh, that changes things on Selection Sunday. It's just there's a lot of different things at play that you could get a lot of different uh, SEC opponents uh, in, in there, in that field, that 68 team field.
2: Well, in, in years past, it was always Kentucky-Florida uh, you know, up until about four or five years ago then Tennessee and some others. You'd have a lot of teams that were in that ballpark of an eight to nine seed. That's not the case this year. If Kentucky is able to climb all the way to a one, you could look up here in a couple of days and the SEC have a one, a two, and a three and a four talking about Tennessee and Arkansas. Like this conference is really good. A&M, I, I called it the other day. I said, you're facing a desperate team. Kentucky's facing a desperate team tonight in Vanderbilt that is out, you know, playing with a lot of confidence right now. You heard Scottie Pippen Jr. last night after the game talking about that he won another shot at Kentucky and and uh, they're gonna get Vandy's best shot. How about this? Kentucky 0-2 versus Vandy in the SEC tournament under John Calipari. So what you a know stat. that you know that Cal would love to get that win tonight. You're all you're just about playing good basketball, take care of you, improve your seating. You're playing while some other teams that were ahead of you on the seed line are not playing. That has to be an advantage. I actually think that there's a path for Kentucky to possibly get a one seed in the NCAA tournament if they just advance to the finals on Sunday. I mean,
1: I, I, with Auburn losing with Baylor losing, it's definitely in play. I yeah. mean, I definitely think that they have emerged in that next team up. Uh, I, I think right now they're firmly at that number four spot. But again, that you got to take care of business. It's just because the schedule has played out the way it is that Kentucky plays at 8:30 tonight. I mean, you you, you still got to take care of business. This is, as you said, a very desperate, very hungry Vanderbilt team that has lost twice now to Kentucky. They've kept it competitive in this most recent matchup at Rupp Arena. Scottie Pippen's a, a guy capable of going off for 30 plus points on any given night. We saw him last night, kind of will his team late down the stretch. Vanderbilt really fought. They got down by as many as. 16 I believe Uh, so I mean they they show that they they aren't afraid of anybody and and I got to give you props you called the possibility of Vandy being a very real threat to beat Alabama uh, in that uh, that second round matchup on, on Thursday night. It's exactly the way it unfolded. Alabama sh- started shooting off very well uh, and, and then kind of got cold there late and then it just created an opportunity for a run for Vanderbilt and now here we are. quarterfinal matchup between Kentucky and Vanderbilt. You called it.
2: Yeah, when I looked at that bracket I just thought that when you look at who these teams had Scotty Pippen Jr., Cal said it last night, when you got a guy that can go for 30 or 40 on you in postseason play, you're going to have a chance to win and you're likely losing. Scottie Pippen Jr. is gone for 30-plus twice on Kentucky this year. I think he can get to that number again tonight and Kentucky still win the game. It's going to be a tall task for Vandy. Three games in three days. This building is going to be painted blue tonight. It's going to be a home game for Kentucky. There's going to be a lot of fans in this building. But Scottie Pippen Jr., you can let him get his. You just can't get someone else. You can't let Studi or someone else go for a bunch on you because if they do and they get two guys going, one for 20, one for 30 – then you start to bring in the uh, recipe for an upset. Kentucky just needs to come out, take care of business, play with energy from the tip, from the first tip to the final horn, and then we'll see where they are 40 minutes later.
1: You bring up a really good point with the three games in three days narrative with, with Vanderbilt because I noticed early in the game last night that they were very clearly, uh, you know, I think they, their legs were a little worn down. I think they were a little bit tired playing two games in two days, wore them down, and then they kind of got that second win in the second half. I'm very curious how much that's going to impact them again tonight. It almost felt like that was not their Super Bowl, but that was the game like, okay, we got to knock this one off. And I know Jerry Stack Stackhouse said after the game, I brought nine suits or six whatever yeah. he said. Uh, I'm going to bring one for every day or uh, I think he, he said I brought five suits for five days. Whatever it was, uh, you know they're they're saying all the right things, but it really felt like last night was the let's get that upset yeah. win and. It just feels like a letdown is, is in the making on their end. And Kentucky, I just don't know how they go into this, this, this game and not be hungry. It just it, it, it feels like this is the game that Kentucky can make a well, statement.
2: And there's a couple of other elements that I think that could weigh on Vanderbilt in this one. The last time that they played, their their goal was to kind of rough up Oscar Chibwe and, and kind of muck it up in the paint. He takes so much and puts so much pressure on these other teams. If you want to beat and bang with Oscar after you've played two games, you're going to get wore down by the second half. Yeah. If, if Oscar can stay on the floor, I just think that Kentucky – this is, to me, it's going to be a close game throughout the first half. Vanderbilt's going to hit some shots. That final 15 minutes, though, if Kentucky can make one push, I could see Kentucky running away with this thing 15, 20-plus because those legs are going to start to get tired for Vandy. But on the other side of this, you could also argue, too, that they've they have they've had two games in this building when Kentucky's not had one. So there's a lot to, to argue back and forth of who has advantages, who doesn't have advantages. It's March. It's how you play. And if you come to play, you're going to win basketball games. And I, I just hope that we see that from this Kentucky team tonight. Good basketball against a Vanderbilt team that is dangerous. Take care of business. Get into that semifinal round and then set yourself up to get a one seed on Sunday.
1: What have we said, you know, the last – Two weeks or so of the regular season about, you know, letting off the gas late. You know, we, And we kept making the excuse, well, I think it's because they're thinking ahead to the tournament. I think they're, they're thinking ahead to postseason play and the importance of that. They're, they're getting an, a comfortable enough lead to where it doesn't really matter what happens, you know, down the stretch as long as they solidify a win because they only care about seeding, making sure they solidified where they were in the tournament, but more importantly where they were for March and, and making sure they just stacked on stacked wins on top of wins. This is going to be a statement for Kentucky to prove that that was the correct narrative back then, and that they don't legitimately have an issue of letting off the gas late. This is a team that that you know we just saw Vanderbilt come out. You know, come come from behind late in the second half against Alabama. They capitalize on Alabama going cold. Kentucky cannot be in the same position that Alabama was in. I know it's a different offense. It's You know, they're not going to shoot as many threes to, to take themselves out of the game the way that Alabama is capable of doing. But it's still the same thing that we've seen Kentucky do over and over again. You cannot let off the gas. This has to be a, a statement opportunity for Kentucky to make a, a – a, it, it feels – I, I listening to KSR earlier, it definitely feels like – this is either going to be a 25- or a 30-point win yep. or it's going to be a last-minute you know minute deciding factor game uh, between the two, the two teams.
2: Yeah, I don't want this to be one of those grinded-out games tonight. And if this is a game where there's a ton of free-throw shot, Vandy's going to have a chance because then that means Kentucky's in foul trouble, Oscar's on the bench. Now, I made the argument to you multiple times. At some point this weekend, and I know you all listen to the show, you're going to be like, Sean's crazy. Don't ever say that again. Me personally, when it comes to being able to crown Kentucky a national champion, when I see that bracket on Sunday, I want to see Oscar Shibwe in foul trouble at some point against a good basketball team, and I want to see this Kentucky team play through it. I want to see Ty -Ty Washington step up and make shots. I don't know if you want to see that tonight against Vandy. I'd rather see that against someone that is maybe a threat to that final weekend, yeah. second weekend of the NCAA tournament, because that's the only real thing that I think I need answered by Kentucky. I want to see them do that, and I want to see them grind out a win against a team that I consider to be an elite basketball team. There's two of them left in this tournament in addition to Kentucky. It's Tennessee, and then it's Arkansas. Those are the two that you're going to get that opportunity against, but you've got to survive tonight, Jack. And the way this shakeup is happening with Seeds, when I look at this, Kentucky's the the overall five, according to to Lenardi, the fifth seeded team in the tournament, which makes them the top two seed. But you want to be playing on semifinal Saturday. You do not want to be sitting at home and letting other teams play and get ahead of you. Duke's still alive. Uh, you're looking at the teams in the Big Ten still alive. If Kentucky loses to Vandy, how far do they fall? I mean, it wouldn't be a great, it wouldn't be a horrible loss, but it'd be a quad two on a neutral floor. But could they fall all the way to a three if some of those teams like Tennessee trying to sneak up and get a two seed? Arkansas trying to bump up to a three. There's a lot to play for. If they win this first game tonight, I think it locks them in as a two seed. If you win tonight and tomorrow, I think it really gives you an opportunity to get a one, even if you lose in the finals on Sunday. We know that that Sunday round hasn't really mattered in seeding, but Kentucky has a clear path, according to Joe Lenardi to a one seed, and that would be really impressive, and they got the best win, still going to have the best win this season when Selection Sunday comes around. That road win at Kansas will be the best win for any team in college basketball on Sunday afternoon.
1: I, I just keep going back to that Auburn loss and thinking that, OK, on one end, it's great that it, it makes things look a little bit easier for Kentucky. The, the path is technically easier in, in terms of seeding. Auburn is a damn good team, but it does it does take away that rivalry factor because that was something that I knew I knew going into this this weekend that I I wanted a rematch against Tennessee. Obviously, tonight I would have preferred Alabama in the head-to-head matchup, but again, I think Vanderbilt's still a very clear threat, uh, and I was wanting Tennessee tomorrow and then a, a rematch against Auburn on on Sunday and the reasons that we talked about just a, a, a way to solidify those quad one wins solidify that you are the best of the best and, and, and give don't give the selection committee any reasons not to give you a one seat I think that would have been a very clear opportunity even without what happened to Baylor without what what, what happened to Auburn I think if they had had won three straight and you know left Tampa with an SEC championship trophy, I think that they had a number one seed locked up no matter what happened with Auburn, no matter what happened with Baylor. But uh, I I definitely think now that that happens, it it creates less of an intrigue for that Sunday Sunday game uh, for Kentucky versus Arkansas, potentially in the championship game. But still, uh, Arkansas is still a darn good team playing as well as just about anybody else in college basketball. That's definitely an intriguing matchup, but the rivalry factor was definitely there uh, for that rematch
2: possibility with Auburn. It is, and uh, that, that is disappointing that we won't get to see Kentucky-Auburn. Do we see it again in the next tournament? I don't know. Like The way the SEC is going, you got you feel really good about six teams getting in. Could they sneak a seventh one in in Texas A&M? I mean, I think that's possible there, but especially the way that they're playing. It, it feels like if A&M wins tomorrow, I don't see how you can look at a team that entered kind of on the bubble, getting two quad one wins, getting a win against Florida, yeah. and then – being in the sec championship game on sunday if this is indeed the best conference in college basketball like i think you're seeing that right now the depth this league has the teams that they have i feel really good about a lot of teams beyond this tournament next week advancing to that second weekend of the ncaa tournament i'm really intrigued though about this tennessee mississippi state game is it going to be kentucky tennessee arkansas in there is it going to be mississippi state texas a&m we're going to have some spoilers some bid stealers it's march jack this is a lot of fun, and it feels so good to be back here courtside.
1: If Texas A&M is able to sneak in there, say they get that that upset against Arkansas, what do you think happens uh, in, in terms of total numbers? What, How many teams do you think can, uh, the, the SEC ends up getting in uh, in March? Because it feels like they're going to be pushing, what, seven? Maybe eight? It feels like they're the, – w- that's definitely on the table. If, if t- It feels like Texas a and that last team that could definitely m- make a, a, a statement and, and get in.
2: Yeah, if it gets to seven, then you're, you're talking about a league that, that I feel ha- there's four or five teams right there that could you do not want to see in your bracket. This Tennessee team right here, I said this yesterday, had they beaten Arkansas on the road or if they had won that game against Texas Tech, they would be on the two line right now with the same conversation that Kentucky has about earning a one seed. Because when you're talking resume, the thing that stands out about Kentucky and Tennessee to me, they have no bad losses. All their losses are in the quad one. Tennessee has a win against Kentucky, a win against Arizona, a win against Auburn, against Arkansas. If they beat Kentucky a second time, that's a one seed resume. This didn't have they just didn't do it enough in December to really get themselves to that point. Kentucky on the other hand, too. Win against Kansas. Can you get another one against Tennessee? Do you get Arkansas on Sunday? Nine and six in quad one. That Vandy game in Nashville on January eleventh. It is firmly in the quad one category right now. You could lose the ball- the Bama game at Rupp Arena if they fall to 31 in the net, but at this point, Jack, net doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Just go win, and you're a one seed. That's all you got to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. You win tonight, make a statement tonight, win by 20 plus and really solidify that you are the best of the best in the conference, the best remaining team in the conference, then take take care of business tomorrow against Tennessee, and then take care of business on on Sunday against Arkansas. That's it. Three wins and you are the number one seed likely in Chicago. Sets up in Indianapolis first round, Chicago second, uh, second weekend, and then you get potentially New Orleans in the Final Four.
2: Well, that's where you're going to see that head-to-head game against Kansas. I keep saying it's going to show up at some point. If you win this league tournament, Kansas wins the Big 12, that's when it shows up, because then Kansas would want the Midwest. But if you're Kentucky, you'll have you'll have first come first serve there. I think because the head to head will matter. Eighteen point win at Allen Fieldhouse has to show up at some point. Kentucky get the Midwest. Kansas goes east. Stay away from Villanova in the East. You get you get the Midwest there. You get Chicago. So you could go Indy Chicago to get to New Orleans. There's a lot to play for. Still a lot of basketball to happen. One thing I'm watching for in this matchup tonight with Scotty Pippen Jr. I could see this thing going one of two ways. He gets really, really hot, and he gets in the zone, or I could also see him put too much pressure on himself and kind of play his way out of it, and then Kentucky go on a big run. Uh, You know, the first half last night, he wasn't really a huge factor, but second half he really got going. Alabama, though, it's different. Alabama's going to shoot the three, shoot the three, shoot the three. Kentucky's not going to be baited to do that. Kentucky's going to force the ball inside to Oscar. They're going to get paint touches and then play out. Alabama's looking to pull it if Kentucky can can get into those tired legs late in the first half and go on a run before the the final the final 4 minutes of the first half come out with good energy. I think Kentucky can win this game by 20. Let's
1: wrap this up with – because obviously this game is about to get going. You guys hear uh, – we couldn't get a better environment for our pregame show. This is the first time we've ever been able to do this. We were like, you know what, we were deciding, okay, we're going to go back to the press room and, and you know, where it's quiet and you just hear computers typing in the back. Or do we want to go out on the floor and actually be here in the environment for this uh, in person? So you hear the, the, you know, music in the background, the band's playing, the players are on the floor. So uh, – uh, hopefully the, you, you guys can hear this well enough, but we, we wanted to provide that. But let's get out of here uh, with our, our takeaways. What are the th- – give me your two biggest keys of the game for Kentucky to not just win but to make a statement win tonight. How does Kentucky make a statement win tonight against Vanderbilt and move on to the
2: semifinals tomorrow afternoon? 40 minutes, 40 minutes of effort. You saw that game in Nashville where they had a big lead and then they let up late and then Vandy came roaring back and it ended up being a 12-point win. You want to see them play 40 minutes of basketball this time of year. You want to see it a collective – everybody playing well. Ty Ty Washington, I want to see him get to 15 to 16 tonight. I don't want it to have to be at the free throw line. I want to see him actually put the ball through the basket and make shots because we've not seen that from him in a bit. We've seen the stretch against Ole Miss. I want to see him get going. And then for me, it just starts on the defensive end. At this time of year, you want to see Kentucky locked in on that end of the floor. You want to pay. You want to. You want six eyes on Scottie Pippen Jr. at all times. I want to see them hold him to under 20 tonight. I want to see the, the a good guard in March be limited. If Kentucky can do that, I think they walk out here with a 20-point win.
1: Ty-Ty, that, that was my big takeaway. This We talked about it down the stretch. we got to get Ty-Ty Washington going. you got to – it can't be free throws. you got to get him to see the ball fall through the net. you got to see what we saw in, in Tennessee. He doesn't have to go for 25, 26 points. But what the the efficiency, the, the pace that he played with against Tennessee at home earlier this season, that's the type of Ty-Ty Washington we need to see in March. And what better way to do it against – a head-to-head matchup like Scottie Pippen Jr. I think that's the perfect uh, opportunity for him. Uh, so I, I hate to steal your thunder, but that's exactly the takeaway that I'm going to have. Uh, and, and, again, I want to see Oscar Shibway. He had a huge, huge game that first matchup. I believe he had 30 points and 13 rebounds, I think, in that first head-to-head matchup where uh, Kentucky crushed Vandy down in in Nashville. I, I want Oscar to continue his dominant ways. I think if, if he – Continues to do what he's doing. If, if we get a 25 and 15 type game for him, something like that, I think he absolutely, uh, they might as well name the trophy after him, the National Player of the Year trophy. I think he, he got named Naismith semifinalist today. So we're, he's right there on the cusp of it. And I know it's, it's already a foregone conclusion that he's going to win it. But I think tonight, with all eyes on this team waiting for this big moment, I think if he plays the way that he's capable of doing, the way that he already showed that he's capable of doing uh, in that first matchup, I think it's a done deal. So I, I already think it's a done deal, but I think that would, you might as well just write his name on the trophy and send it to him. It's a done, absolute done deal if that's yeah. the case.
2: And and I'm interested too in seeing how deep does Cal go into that bench tonight. You know, Who's the guy? Is it Damian Collins? Is it Bryce Hopkins? Is somebody, when you're talking three games in three days, if you're wanting to win this tournament, there's going to have to be a guy that plays six or seven minutes for you at some point. How deep does he go? Uh, Davion Mintz, now roles are established again. They've played three games at full strength. This is the tournament where you get in rhythm. You get an opportunity if you win tonight to come back and play again tomorrow with an opportunity to play on Sunday, three games in three days. It can take your legs, but it can also help you build that chemistry going into that tournament next week. Selection Sunday approaching right at 48 hours now. And you bring up Davion Mintz.
1: Reminder, the last time he took the floor against Vanderbilt, he, he tied his career high with 21 yeah. points. So that's another player to keep an eye on. Hit the game
2: it's, winner last year at Rupp Arena against this Vandy team. You know he's on the scouting it, report. It's,
1: so, it's something about Vanderbilt. I don't know. It's like da- Dante Allen with Mississippi State, who we're about to watch right now. It, Dante Allen and Mississippi State, it's the same thing with Davion Mintz and Vanderbilt. There's something about the Commodores that Davion just has. He has an out for him. I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, and game MVP for me, though, it's going to be Kellen Grady. I think Kellen's going to hit about – Four or five threes this game get to about 20 points. I think that's going to be the guy tonight. I'm going Ty Ty Washington is my MVP.
1: I think he's going to finally break through. I don't think he's going to hit that 20 point mark. I think he's going to get about 17, 16, 17 points and uh, and and really get back to to the Ty Ty that we know and love. And uh, let's go score predictions too and get out of here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 76, 68
2: final Kentucky wins. I'll go Kentucky 83, Vandy 67. I think Kentucky wins it by about 16. Uh, those those legs, those tired legs, they're going to get into them at some point in the second half. Kentucky's going to push the pace. If they're hitting shots early, that's going to be a big thing for the Cats. Just get that thing rolling, get the ball in the basket, defend, hold Scotty hold Pippen Jr. to around 20 points. If he goes for 30, you could still win the game as long as you don't let a second guy go for 15 to 20.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Game's about to start. Uh, so let's get out of here with one final message from our friends with Prize Picks. The NBA season is—it's actually the home stretch. Of the NBA season—we're uh, just, I believe, just a couple months away from it actually ending. So plenty of time to get in your picks with that. But uh, there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite former Wildcats play than by playing daily fantasy sports with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual basketball fan looking to add some excitement to the games, PrizePix is the perfect game for you. You simply select two to five players and predict they'll go over or under their projection. PrizePix gives you the chance to win ten times your money for getting four or five predictions correct. Download the PrizePix app or visit PrizePicks.com using promo code PILGRIM to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Don't forget that's the PrizePix app or PrizePicks.com using promo code PILGRIM to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your favorite former Kentucky Stars to the next level Sean Smith
2: let's get out of here and speaking of prize picks I got a nice little package in the mail today from prize picks I got a hat I got a helmet I got a t-shirt I've got got all kinds of good stuff from prize picks Uh, my family's been taking care of the mail and the dog (laughs) and stuff since I've been gone and they said you got we got a hat in the mail today. <laughs> Something from prize Picks, And I'm like, oh yeah, coming through prize Picks.
1: Heck yeah. So yeah, go go use promo code Pilgrim. Get that prize picks. You, you will love it. And while you're at it, make sure you get that 20% off whitening treatment using Justice Dental. You gotta do that. Make sure you take advantage of that. It is a, a postseason only special, so make sure you go on and do that. Two Lexington locations. Call 859-543-0700. Sean Smith.
2: Where can fans find? Your work. You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, big and you can follow me on Twitter at gbbcountry. Find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email at
1: jpilgrim at Kentucky Without, we'll be back after the game with another jam packed sources day podcast. We will see you then.